time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. Standing in for Trevor Hall, I'm Paul Harris. Today is Monday, December the 12th. Last week, gold rose from $1,780 per ounce to $1,810, up $30 on the week. Silver rose from $2,240 per ounce to $23.72, up 1.32 or 5.8% on the week. The Mining Stock Journal commented that the precious metal sector once again diverged positively from the general stocks. The newsletter added that the precious metal sector is starting to flash a bull move in bright lights its performance versus the stock market being just one of the quote-unquote spotlights. Another such indicator is the performance of the mining stocks. The GDX, though down margin last week, is up 44.6% since late September. The Mining Stock Journal thus believes that the precious metal sector is in the early stages of what could be a bull move that will take many market observers by surprise. It added that eventually the Fed will be forced to reverse course and start printing money again or face an economic collapse. When that pivot occurs, the precious metal sector will go parabolic. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. The casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website, www.westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Ascot Resources entered into non-binding letters of intent for $200 million Canadian in project financing for construction of its premier gold project in British Columbia. This will consist of a US $110 million gold and silver streaming agreement with Sprott Resource Streaming and Royalty and a $45 million Canadian strategic equity investment by Curry Apple, a portion of which will be structured as Canadian development expenditures flow through shares such that the total proceeds will be 50 million. Kuri Apu shareholders are the majority shareholders of the Compañía Minera Poderosa, which owns and operates a 300,000 ounce a year high-grade gold mine in northern Peru. Plant pre-commissioning is to start in the fourth quarter of 2023, with first gold pour anticipated to occur in early 2024. Sprott will receive 8.75% gold and 100% of silver production respectively at 10% of prevailing gold and silver spot prices. Kuri Apple will own 19.9% of Ascot. Ascot Resources trades on the TSX under AOT and on the OTCQX under AOTVF. FPX Nickel announced the first step-out drill hole results confirming continued near-surface lateral extension of strong nickel mineralization at the band target at the Dakar Nickel District in British Columbia, which is six kilometers from its Baptiste deposit. The first three widely spaced holes returned some of the strongest results of the district's history, with a highlight of 346.3 meters, rating 0.133% DTR nickel from the start of Beg Rock at 51.3 meters downhole to the end of the hole 10. This included 136 metres, grading 0.143% DTR nickel 
nickel mineralization and ban is the same at Baptiste occurring as disseminated ororite. The company said that based on drilling to date from 2021 and 2022, it has delineated consistently strong near-surface nickel mineralization over an area of one kilometer long by one kilometer wide to downhole depths of over 300 meters. FBX Nickel trades on the TSXV under FBX and on the OTCQB under FBOCF. McFarland Lake Mining reported early drilling results from its High Lake property in Ontario, where it has completed the first five holes of an 8 to 10,000 metre drilling programme. Highlights included 9.75 metres grading 9.82 grams per tonne gold, including 5.38 metres grading 15.35 grams per tonne in hole 28. Farland Lake Mining trades on the TSX, or sorry, the NEO under MLN. Bonterra Resources announced more results from the ongoing infill drilling campaign at the Barry Underground Project in Quebec. The company commenced a 125,000 metres programme, of which 21,800 metres in 51 holes has been completed, as it seeks to convert infilled resources into indicator resources by decreasing the drill space into 25 metre centres. Highlights included a 4.4 metres grading 21.9 grams per tonne gold in hole 541. Bonterra Resources trades on the TSXB under BTR and on the OTCQX under BONXF. Finally today, Denison Mines announced the successful completion of the neutralisation phase of the Phoenix in-situ recovery feasibility field test at its Wheeler River project in the Athabasca Basin in northern Saskatchewan. Sampling of monitoring wells around the test site confirmed the successful restoration of the leaching zone to environmentally acceptable pH conditions. The neutralization phase was designed to confirm certain environmental assessment assumptions and verify the efficiency and effectiveness of the neutralization process planned for ISR mining at Phoenix. Denison Mining trades on the TSX under DML and the NICE American under DNN. That concludes today's morning briefing. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends at the Junior Mining Network. Have a great day, everyone.